0: Hi, I'm Debbie host of light up your worth podcast. I'm an empty nester. I'm a lover of fur babies, especially pitties I'm an explorer to historical and spiritual sites but something else was that I was hidden in my spiritual closet as I struggled through fighting my own feelings of unworthiness and embracing my own uniqueness So through spirituality, talk therapy, and coaching, I was able to identify gaps between my emotional intelligence and my programming that was trapped, emotions and beliefs that was driving my behaviors and habits that were firmly stored in my conscious and unconscious mind. So if you struggle with unworthiness, fears of truly being yourself, worry, anxiousness, or the fear of rejection you're in the right place. Here, you're going to hear from other women's journeys who have overcome their own struggles and embraced spiritual practice, and now they're uplifting others. We're going to have vulnerable conversations to showcase how they can provide you hope, inspiration, and access to spiritual healers and debunk some of the myths around spirituality so that you can shine your own light and step fully into your worth. Hi, this is Debbie. So excited for you to join me today in my conversation with my friend, Victoria Fontana. We dig into some tips about uncertainty, been able to navigate, uh, some of the darker, denser energies and the ups and downs of that and how we actually uh, both process through that. We also talk about how awareness is everything and how we can actually become more conscious in co-creating our day. So stay tuned. Can't wait to hear your feedback. And if you haven't already, hit subscribe. Thanks. Hello, this is Debbie and this is Light Up Your Worth podcast. I am so excited that you're here for today's guest. I am bringing on my friend, Victoria Fontan, and we had already started to talk and we were so excited. I was like, okay, let's pause, let's pause. I want you to hear uh, what we're really uh, so excited to be able to share with you. So, Victoria Thank you for joining me today. And I'm excited that you're here.
1: <laughs> Thank you for having me. I'm excited too. Yeah, we just started having
0: this really delightful conversation about the collective energies. Uh, and uh, we we started to talk about the kind of like the ups and downs of the energy that's in um, our environments and how we are navigating through them. And uh, it was just a really delightful conversation. So we paused it so that we could start recording and, and include everybody here on the podcast with us. So uh, Victoria, you, you just started to share something really um, insightful about when you're out there working and how when you walk into a room, you can feel all of the, the energies. And So yeah. uh, I would love to, to continue on that.
1: Yeah. So yeah, we're, it's a, it's a tough time now, you know, going through all these changes in the world, um, COVID era. It's, it's, um, you know, I, when I, so I was talking about working at Starbucks, I work at a coffee shop, uh, part-time, fantastic benefits. And, um, I can feel and see people's energy. You know, I, I, it's so obvious to me that people are having a really hard time. And it's even before they say a word, um, it's before they interact with me, I can, I could, you, you could see the body language, but but it's to me as an empath, I, the feelings are very palpable, like I can sense it. And especially even walking into the space with my partners, um, I can always tell when there's a collective energy of not having a good day. And so for me, I can easily get allow myself to get dragged down um, because like I was saying, I can feel so much. But um, so I try, I, I'm still practicing getting used to different techniques to try to, I'm calling it getting behind the thought, like getting, recognizing, so being the observer and, and recognizing that I am not those thoughts. So when I see and feel that energy that doesn't feel good, that yucky energy, right? Walking into that space. And it's like, almost like this darkness. Um, I realize that, that th- these are just, they're just energies and that they, they can change, right? All energy changes. That's, that's life. Um, and so when I realize that I am not that thought of, for example, uh, what is everyone's problem? Why is it so, um, why is it so heavy in here? Why is everybody in such a bad mood? Why is everybody being so nasty, right? You can get caught up in that. I realize I am not that. And I just let that thought be, and then eventually it goes away um that's the work of uh have you heard of Michael Singer the untethered soul oh
0: yes yes I in fact I have read it many many years ago but yes
1: so yeah so that I recommend that to anybody listening and watching um so that that is that's a technique that I picked up from him um getting getting behind the thought Oh, I love that. You know, one of them, I, I also have that similar uh, feeling,
0: especially over the last, well, of course, all last year, right? With the pandemic. And as I started to reintegrate last fall, now it's been almost, well, it has been a year, I guess, since we started to re engage. I have found that my my personal energy has shifted since last year and how I am interacting with people. I have found that when I'm out in a general public area is that I have to really prepare myself energetically. I run, uh, because also empath and an energy worker, I run energy to actually kind of include myself in a like aura bubble basically, right? I run sacred soul alignments that kind of protect my energy that only the light will come through and I have to really keep myself grounded multiple times a day, multiple times a day, because today, good day, right? But also I've had to incorporate practices as well, right? Like I don't check my phone. I don't check my email because I don't, I may not have enough time to be able to uh, recalibrate my own energy and any emotions that are, that might come up. And so, um, what other techniques are you using as you na- navigate some of these, uh, the dark, I would say some of the darker have, maybe I, the what's the word I want to use, dense, more dense energies of people with the uncertainty and how we're so sensitive to it. What's another um, uh, technique that you use when you find yourself there and it's your own energy, right? Like you're going through a life change. Um, how how have you been able to, you know, recenter yourself, or do you allow yourself first to feel the
1: feels? Yeah, so it's a really good question, and I've been getting better at this. Um, so I find myself now. I recognize when I feel the feels, I um, the energy really does pass. You know, I remember hearing people talk about um, how. If you, if you allow yourself to feel the pain, you will move through the pain. And at some point it felt impossible. And now I do actually just allow myself to sit with it. Like literally like sit on the couch and sit with that <laughs> feeling. Yeah. Like, at, during the evening when it's quiet, after my kids have gone to bed, you know, sometimes, well, not sometimes, but every time that's when, when it's quiet, that's when all that stuff wants to come up and be dealt with. and. Um, that's when i literally sit with it and i feel it and i question it. so in questioning it, it allows me to um like basically it's like like i can hold it now. it's this malleable energy that now at that point when you're aware of it and you're questioning it, where does it come from? why do i have it? why am i feeling it? feeling this pain? is it that person's fault? whatever the situation is, I am able to be aware of it. And in that awareness, that's when that energy is able to change into a higher vibration. Because the way I see it is, if when something feels painful, it's because it's this lower density energy that you're um, you're not allowing to come up to the surface, whether it's a trauma, something something negative that's happened in the past and you're constantly getting triggered in, in, your, in, in your day-to-day. Um, it's painful when you go through it and then it becomes more painful because you're suffering as you ignore it, right? I don't know if you've had that experience. Yes. So it, it turns into suffering. That's when it's really, really painful. So pain is good because pain is a signpost. So, so back to your question, um, I, I sit with it and I question it. And then I also do, uh, you were talking about um, a technique where you only let light in. So I know of this technique where you imagine yourself in a, uh, in an invisible bubble. So like a see-through bubble, uh, You can make it as you know, whatever size you want. And you imagine little holes in it, and only your light can go through, but nobody else's energy can come into yours. So your it's this visual of being able to give your light to others, but you don't have to be affected, especially as an empath. You I know, mean, we we tend to be very sensitive.
0: Yes, yes, I um I uh, practice
1: that where I
0: also have like a um uh, a bubble around me, right? Uh, and I always think of. Um, the seventies, I'll show my age here, but there was this made for TV movie with John Travolta in it. He was super young, the boy in the bubble, right? And he had to stay in this bubble because he had some type of sickness, but it always had, I always had this visual of it. And one of the things I also run is called a white seamless suit. And so I always think of uh, the new show, The Blue Men, you know, the shoe, how they're in blue, but I think of that as all white. And uh, with the energy work that I do and that I can receive, like, if you're sending me love, I can feel your love and your intention. And so it, it's almost like the filter of filtering out. And of course, all of my love can, can go out. And it's, it's remarkable, right? Whatever technique that we all use to be able to just accept only that that's for ourselves and our highest good. It's, it's so remarkable how it can really shift how we're feeling and how we navigate through. Um, I know earlier too, we had touched on, um, I, I was doing the whole roller coaster thing with my hand is that as I've navigated through like uh, the podcast and having some pretty big life changes happen last year and then continually through this year is allowing those feels to happen and like yourself you you are almost intentionally setting the time aside at night to, to to deal with uh the feels, not deal with but process through honor them um not try to bury them i've recently because of these other life changes have had really old buried stuff come up And at first I had to examine, was this mine? Like, why is this coming forward 20 years later and to be triggered and to allow myself the space to say, okay, you know, you were gonna go do this. I think you need to kind of stay home and, and just feel what this feels like. I don't want somebody to cheer me up on those days. Right? I wanna feel them. I wanna release them from my body. Because I subscribe to the belief that our bodies hold on to the traumas. Absolutely. What is what what are your beliefs around uh you know life experiences or traumas and how does it really relate to the physical body?
1: Yeah, so that's a very good question. It's super deep, you know, the so for me I, I experience a lot of trauma early on. Um and it it continued into my adulthood um, around around some family members without you know getting too personal. Um, but uh, it I without realizing it spent decades not feeling um, not feeling into what that was. So trauma would come up um, in patterns in my life. So I would get retriggered by the traumas. So I would uh, attract um, partners into my life who were really essentially my a father figure like they not a father figure but they like were the the trauma i experienced with my father and the trauma i experienced with my mother in other situations over and over and over again and going through it i had no idea there was a pattern because what what happens is we are constantly being Uh, we're recreating situations where we can look at that trauma and again like i was saying before to be able to transmute that to turn that into something else Um, and so i was constantly being put in these situations with people and and jobs and feeling the same way and constantly blaming other people for it so finally um in the year 2000 is i that's when i feel like my spiritual awakening started. I'm sure it started way earlier, but I, I saw like the, the something really changed at that point. Um, I had a partner who was a vegan and I, it encouraged me to change my diet and in changing my diet, I was able to really feel a lot of pain at that point. But in, but I realized that I was feeling the same pain, but it was bigger because it was coming up to the surface. And I was able to deal with it at that point. I no longer was um, stuffing everything down. Not to say that I was really good at it at that that point, but I, I, it was a, so at this point, an 11 year process of, of dealing with things, stuffing down, letting it come up, dealing with it, with it again, Mm -hmm. and uh, going through this journey of, of, of feeling the physical aspect of the emotional pain, because everything, um, everything physical starts out as emotion. That's what I believe. Okay. And, um, being able to change my physical body first with, uh, the, the, it was vegetarianism. I didn't actually become a vegan, but, you know, <laughs> veganism encouraged the vegetarianism feeling into that, being able to, um, uh, take care of my body better becoming a runner, and then becoming a meditator. I, I studied TM, practiced that. And that's when the pain really was like, coming up full force. But because I was taking care of my physical body, I was able to transmute that. And um, so and fast forward 11 years, it's it's been a journey of, of a lot of that kind of uh, allowing the emotional to become physical um, and whenever I would try to stuff it back down, it would come back up with a vengeance into physical illness um, and and. I believe that we attract, again, we attract the circumstances into our life to allow us to transmute that pain. And I think I attracted mold. <laughs> I attracted, I really did. You know, I, I probably subconsciously encouraged myself to move into a home that had black mold on many, many surfaces behind walls. And it made me very ill. And that illness and Lyme disease allowed me to feel the pain. To get quiet with it and actually do something with it yeah that is really
0: uh what a journey that you are that you've experienced with that and how it physically manifested or or even i i've been changing the word manifesting lately in my vocabulary to co-creating
1: yeah i like
0: that um with with how I've been switching. I've been reading a lot of Joe Dispenza, right? And doing uh, one of his meditations now for quite some time uh, over the last couple of months. And consistency has been my big uh, theme, right? Consistent, gonna get consistent on doing it every day because it makes such a difference what energy. And that's probably what really kicked it off of really going, okay, I know I'm co-creating this, I've been manifesting for years, but how am I now, how am I gonna co-create the vision that I see to change like what you're talking about, where you think that you you kind of brought in the physical parts of it with the Lyme disease, the, the black mold in a house, and, and how we can stop those thought patterns so that we can um, have them come Have them come up. Um, You know, recently I had something come up about a a week ago or two weeks ago. I had this really old pattern come up. Somebody who had used to be in my life for a very long time. She was a a pivotal person, and had no idea in my interactions that I had so much a buried pain in, and. And it really had me go back, like you're saying, and go back. And I had to look at what beliefs were these driving. How are these beliefs now showing? Why was it now time to take a look at something that I didn't even realize uh, was such a big uh, trigger point for myself? And so what I've noticed is that if I skip the, the, the meditation for the day, if I, if I brush myself in my little routine that I've, I've been establishing, that, that those feelings can get away. Just like when you walk into the Starbucks, when you can feel that like rush of this dense, darker type of energy where it starts to come over. And so um, I have uh, learned that technique of just feeling the feels too. So um, in this, I'm really interested too and I know that you work with women who are releasing decades old stories around their relationships um, so that they can actually thrive. I'm really curious about how how do you witness or how do you hold the space for women and how do they really even know? How would a woman know that she's holding
1: these old stories? Yeah, that's a, yeah. So I think that when we find that we're constantly um we're constantly being pressed against the same um pattern the same triggers over and over again where we realize after a a number of years that we've attracted the same partner or we're constantly um we hate our work right um women so i attract a lot of women that want to have a successful partnership, but they find themselves attracting the same kind of people, or they keep um, getting let go from work or or finding work that sucks uh, the energy out of them. And um, so I think there comes a point where if you become conscious enough, you realize that there's um, you're getting triggered the same way over and over again, and I think it's at the point where. um, Someone becomes really tired of going through that is when they seek help it's like when it gets painful enough, they say okay I I don't want to deal with this anymore, it just becomes really difficult, and I think if you so that's if you're not if they're not, if they didn't allow themselves to feel that pain, I don't think they would come to me. I don't think they would go to anybody for help. Um, so it's at that point that they just can't, they can't deal with it anymore. And so they, they're looking to the outside for help. And I, you know, I've heard people say, Oh, you, you're, you're a healer. You really are healing me. And I remind them, no, you know, maybe I I can heal by what that means to me is transmuting, but really I'm here to encourage you to be able to become your own healer because that's the secret sauce. I believe that's where the magic is. And I I really don't, you know, I, I, I have, I'm, I'm still grappling with the idea of like, can a healer heal really heal somebody? I think they can help you. I think they can help you um maybe clear some energy so that you can become your own self sovereign healer that's what i teach people to be um to realize their own power inside and to everybody has that 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 the energy to be able to heal themselves and i I teach alignment too
0: i also uh, uh subscribe to that belief that we all are healers i think some of us have just practiced, or have studied, or have learned uh, maybe techniques to be able to uh, connect into it, or to trust it. The trusting that we are able to do that. Um,
1: yeah,
0: uh, yeah. You, you know, and I know I, I I I've worked with many many healers for myself, and they usually bring you back to your own innate value within yourselves but it's just like doing anything right it's when you have that partner who can help you see some of your patterns they can hold that space to where they you know you may not may not feel so confident in it or you may not trust your own intuition to be able to hold the space and kind of you know bounce those thoughts that you're having off of people You know, off of somebody you can trust, right? Who's there? And so you must do that to have that, hold that space for them to be able to learn what's already
1: inside of them. Right. And so
0: as fascinating as this conversation is, we are going to pause for a moment and we'll be right back. Hi, this is Debbie. I hope you're enjoying This Light Up Your Worth podcast, I really have a big vision for us to be able to have a ripple effect by empowering women to shine their light so that we can increase the vibration of our global world, which we need so, so much these days, and sending out love and light to all beings. So if you feel called and you want to help support the vision of this, uh, please help me out by going to... anchor.fm backslash light up your worth backslash support. We so, so are full of gratitude for anything that you are able to help uh, continue to bring the light up your worth podcast to the world and uh, have people find their own light and their own worth and their own value in themselves. Be blessed. Thank you.
1: So yeah, so I find that holding the space becomes easy for them because I see, I attract women who really are a mirror for myself, and I see myself through them. And so then they can see themselves through me, because isn't that what all relationships are all they they are a mirror, because we're all here here to heal each other. That's, I believe one of our purposes. Um, And so I, you know, I, I, I believe that if we feel into our own energy to decide what practitioner we're working with for example you know whatever decision we're making that if we if we get that innate like hell yeah you know that feels good yeah like i felt like that way when i was you know working with kathy heller that it was just like don't even have to think about it it's like i just really want to be here And then you find that there are very good reasons for that. So one of them can be that that mirror so holding space for each other becomes really simple Um, and uh, being able to and in that mirror, you see your own the real you that the, the, your own, um, ability to be able to heal yourself, because that's, that's an important thing for people to wake up to their own power. Yeah. I, I love that. Um, have you experienced, um, and where
0: you're working with somebody and uh, like, we'll use Kathy because she's pretty well known. And, uh, I just absolutely love her myself. Right. And, it, and she's really, focused on her bigger vision of empowering us to go and shine our lights and was really the inspiration for me to launch my podcast messy as it has been at times but to to continually shine my light and for you to shine your light and when we collectively shine our light that you know why can't you go after your dreams you know and that belief I always say it's like the belief I believe in you You know, and until you can have that belief in yourself, I'm going to believe in you. And And so you believe my, you believe in me, but I am, but you're learning how to believe in yourself and going Mm -hmm. after what you want. And I have found too, as you do more work and as we continue to do work, I don't think we're ever done because life continues to happen, um, is that we all start lifting each other up serving each other and that is our lesson i feel like to learn here that we're here to serve each other and to help each other lift you up you know maybe you're going through a rough patch and i'm and i'm maybe today i'm having a great day and so i'm going to lift you up and now tomorrow maybe i'm kind of like filling the fields and you're like hey deb (laughs) thinking about you today, you know, here's a little emoji, right? It, it can be so simple, but yet so impactful. Um, I, I think it brings me into the, the idea, too, the belief with, like, uh, thinking about the book that you talked about, The Untethered Soul. It's been some time ago that I read that book, but really about the words that we choose to put out with each other, how we uh, show up. With people, like I'm sure, as you were serving people, you know, uh, their cafe- caffeinated part of their day, right? that you might be the only person who smiled at them today.
1: Yeah, and that's that's the space, right? That's the space that we have to hold for each other. You know, anybody can do this for for everyone, just to be able to see them. Just by by being seen allows you to see yourself, right? It allows you to realize like that you're 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 alive and you're not just this zombie going through yeah. all these patterns and getting triggered all day long because that's that's what it could feel like sometimes. Yeah, yeah. We have a um, a couple um, episodes ago I
0: had on uh, Mary and we were talking about that whole autopilot. You know, how we can fall into being on autopilot pretty easily, right? And I think we've all experienced where you're working, or maybe you're picking up your kids, and next thing you know, you're home. Like, you just drove, or maybe, you know, in some places, maybe people are on the subway, I don't know, but, or public transportation, and you realize that you're home
1: absolutely yeah and the day can just go by in a flash and every day is the same and every day like i know i've gone through points where i would wish oh can today be better can things be more exciting but so i when i finally realized that i created that day i created the you know few years where every day was the same that's when you i was able to step into my power and be able to change the day. And it's, a, it's not easy, you know, it's a simple, a simple um, concept of being your own control. I don't like the word control, but stepping into your power and creating the day that you want, right, which every when you create many days, it becomes the life that you want. Um, but uh that's, so that autopilot is unconsciousness, I think, right? And so when we become conscious about what's happening, it becomes difficult because now we have to see all the moving parts of how we created the 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 day to day, and that can be really um, confusing to us, right? There's it's difficult, it's painful, um, but the concept is simple: see it, hold it, right, and 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 question it. And then you can change, you can change it in that awareness. Awareness Mm -hmm. is everything. Oh, I so, so
0: agree. The awareness, you know, I had a sister who uh, unfortunately um, battled uh, addiction Mm -hmm. and we lost her um, over 10 years ago now, right? She made it to like age 40 and, but there was this period of time in, um, uh, you know, many years ago where. I think I was in my uh, mid—I like, was in my mid-thirties, I think. And she was about thirty-ish and you know, early thirties, and she had three young boys. I had my son, and I remember her and I sitting on my conversation. I had bought my first place, you know, my first town home, and in the Bay Area, and I was just so excited for that nine hundred and three square feet. Right, that was all to me—an unmarried woman. <laughs> I remember us sitting in there and she had been clean for about six months during this period of time. And we had this conversation and she's like, you know, the one thing about not numbing, right? And looking at her own pattern was that she could now see, like she had woke up and she could see what had happened, right? Like, and she had to make that choice. She stayed clean for about another six months. But in the end, she found it was too difficult to look at those patterns.
1: It's so difficult, yeah.
0: And so I, I really, I think about the listeners, right? If they're really struggling in a pattern, right? It's, and patterns are, are tough. We all, we all have experienced them. Uh, you know, I've experienced them, but I, I stepped forward into my pattern and needed to walk through the muck the 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 how the patterns had affected other relationships how it affected myself all the choices i have made and so if somebody's in that right maybe they've become aware they see that they're in this pattern right like i'm not very fulfilled what would you if you had to give them one or two simple ways of even saying is this a right or would be a simple, or not that it's so simple to get out of a pattern, but um, the question is more along the lines of, you know, what can they do to to take those baby steps to begin to look at? Because I do, I think of my sister, and I think, wow, she was so strong. She was the smartest one of all my siblings, right? So bright. She had such a bright future, but she could never get out of that whole cycle. Of the pattern, and you know, I don't know if you know people who have struggled with different patterns of uh, addictions—a really big pattern, or eating, or gambling—or but if there was a one or two small things that they could start to do to help themselves when you become aware, would yeah. you have any suggestions for them, Victoria?
1: So, you know, speaking to addiction that I, you know, I won't go there. You know, I have I, I have very close family members who have dealt with addiction and... Okay. Sorry, I did not know that. No, 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 it's okay. I'm just, I'm, I'm thinking out loud, like, um, that if I were ever to say anything to them, I, I have no idea what it's like to be so stuck in the suffering I, 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 I will never presume to make pretend that I, I know what that's like. So that that I can imagine is really deep suffering. But I know what it's like to have the, the moments of what it might feel like to be truly addicted, to have these patterns come up in my life. Um, I see that. And it took a Really, really long time for me to get to the point where I didn't feel like a uh, a, a prisoner to those emotions, um, and so for myself because I really I think I can only speak for myself, and I I will only teach what I I I, I feel like I have at least practiced myself and saw that it worked, you know, worked right, if, if not mastering at some point. But um, I I see that when I, so I was mentioning alignment before. So that to me is the, the biggest factor in my success in not falling into those bad habits. So whether it's eating too much or um, like Eating is a big thing for me at night when I'm stressed out. So I find if I look back to that day, if I didn't drink enough water, if I was so again awareness, if I if if I lost my awareness of how to take care of my physical body. So I know that I need to drink a lot of water during the day. I know now that I need to continue running until my knees fall off. <laughs> a, a run for me, it's I I was diagnosed with ADHD. Um, as a teenager and a run, it it helps balance out um, my brain. Uh, I I don't know the science behind it, but it really, really helps me. If I don't meditate during the day, if I don't do my grounding practice by literally putting my body on the earth for uh, some period of time, so I like to take my work outside um, or or use a grounding mat. um, If I don't do those practices, I'm out of alignment, out of balance, and so when I'm out of balance, I will go and stuff my my emotions down with food. Some people do it with shopping. Some people do it with alcohol, drugs, sex, whatever it is. I believe that um, as as uh, as some people go deeper with that, um, and they have a harder time getting out of it than others, but. I believe that there are moments if we if we are in that habit at some point, there are moments where I'm, I'm questioning it, but I'm guessing that there are moments where we go as deep as each other like it, it gets as difficult as difficult can be but sometimes we can get out of it faster. I don't know why, maybe it's that we our physical alignment is. Um, we, we have we're able to take care of our physical body more i i don't know the answer to that but for me the better i take care of my physical body the more my mind is taken care of the more my mind is is in balance i'm able to break those habits um more and more i could step out of it more easily oh i i love the example that you
0: give with um stuffing the emotions with the food, because that's something that I've, uh, have become very much aware of and the, the hydration, the water and the key point that doing, um, I, you know, the self-care, right? Like, I think some people think of self-care too, as, you know, it's just getting our nails done or our eyelashes or, you know, massage, massage, I think it's great for self-care too, but it's, um, it's so much more than that. Understanding what is, you're almost doing like your own cause and effect, right? You're going back and you're like, okay, why am I feeling this? Okay, oh, look, I didn't drink enough water today. Oh, I wasn't grounded. And so I wasn't able to go back into uh, where I would want my own self to be. So those are some really good, um, I think really good ways for people to take a look at themselves, right? something as
1: simple as drinking water. Drinking water, oh yeah. So you'll hear, I'm sure you, you know this, You know I've heard many energy healers say that they need to drink loads of water. Like I, I know somebody who drinks like 160-ish ounces of water a day. <laughs> We don't, you know, I probably should because I drink too much caffeine. But I find that so our body is is all, you know, it's almost all energy, right? Ninety nine point something percent energy. And most of our body is made of water. Water is a pure um, well, right, is it a pure energy unless it's frozen, right? Frozen water is that pure crystalline energy. Mm-hmm. And so if we're not replenishing that high vibrational state in us, in, in water, we will be depleted. And so that stress, it affects our physical body by affecting our nervous system. And when our nervous system is imbalanced, we go into the heightened flight fight or flight mode and you know, without getting too convoluted into the science, it just, it it triggers too much. And so all of a sudden we're out of our mind. We're literally out of our mind. So getting our bodies back into balance, I, I feel like is, is numero uno. It's very key. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, I can, I can attest to any day that I've had that I've struggled with my water intake. It was a big awareness to have stumbled upon it. First, I thought it was just a different, um, oh, it's nice. I know I wake up or I'm thirsty, but I really noticed it. My first awareness of it was when I I had walked, uh, when I lived out in Colorado, I walked in the Denver uh, Avon two-day breast cancer awareness, 39 miles, right? So it's uh, a marathon and a half, basically, and it's walking. It's not, and so, you know, uh, Denver is very high elevation, and so I was training, and in that environment. And the first time I did it, I ended up, I think I got, um, I I made a really good progress. I didn't finish the first day though, because I ended up in the med tent for hydration. Mm. And I, because I wasn't aware of what hydration symbols or um, uh, what your, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, The signs that you're already dehydrated. I hadn't realized, like, if you're thirsty, you're already way dehydrated, dehydrated. right? Right. And it really shows up in our skin. And uh, there's just so many ways, right? And so as I trained for the second year, I really realized, like, wow, like, the amount of hydration that I needed to take, even the foods I was eating as I prepared myself. The second year I did it, um, I had moved back to the to the Bay Area, to California, and ended up finishing in, you know, like the higher percentage of, uh, uh, you know, as I walked across the Golden Gate Bridge. Wow, that's quite an experience too. But the hydration was not a factor because I had, I, it took something so painful, you know, being dehydrated, in a med tent is really not an experience I would wish on anybody, but it really brought that awareness of what hydration really did look like in my body for me to identify it for myself. And so understanding what that looks like for us. And I think like the, there's like an equation to un, to figure out, it's not the eight glasses of, of eight or eight of the eight ounces, right? It's like, take your body weight in half uh, and divide it And I think that's like yeah, pretty high. There's another part of the equation there. I I know that I have to drink crazy amounts of water, otherwise it really does impact my day.
1: Yeah, because you still need to consider what you're eating, um, what you ate the day before, because your body can still be trying to get back into equilibrium, taking water from your body. So if you had like a salty Chinese food meal the night before, and you're drinking a load of water the next day, you might still feel thirsty because you're literally so dehydrated. You have so much sodium in your body. So I, I don't adhere to that eight, what is it like, I think of Oprah saying uh, 10 glasses a day or something. It For me, it's certainly more, you know, like right now I've got my coffee cup and I have my water cup because because yeah. yeah. if, I for, if I'm just water drinking cup. this, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've got to balance it out at the same time because then, you know, I'll I'll forget that after I drank so much coffee, I have to drink at least twice that much water to, and maybe even more. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, that was really, um, well, I hope somebody finds some benefit in that too, right, of understanding how we find our own patterns and but, you know the big ones, but all of these small ones really add up. The hydration, you know, I, I know I'm kind of drilling in on that, but I think it's something that for people to actually look at and say, "Oh, how much fluids, how much water am I actually providing my body?" And to even test it, right? Try it for seven days. Does it make a difference in, in how right. you are? Yeah. Your whole environment.
1: So. Yeah, well. yeah and that's the thing. So you don't have to say, okay, I'm going to do this practice, whether it's water drinking or meditation, you don't have to say, okay, I'm going to um, do this every day now for six months. Just give it a try. If you're skeptical about it and you hear somebody saying that it worked for them, you could just see how you feel. Because if you're at the point where you're looking for a practice, you're looking for something to make you feel better, Then you're you're already saying okay. I need something. I need something to help me out here. So just giving it a try, um, you could see you know maybe it'll work and maybe it doesn't because I think that any alignment practice um, is that it's different for everybody and um, just for. Uh, anyone listening, if they don't know what I mean by alignment, because it took me a while to really understand what that word meant. Um, You know, I remember that coming through through my channel, I I do intuitive writing, and that would come through. And I had no idea what that meant. All of a sudden, I was hearing it everywhere. You know, And um, so to me, alignment is, um, is uh, balancing the physical body and the mind, so that that the mind is the physical body with the spiritual, right? Because that's who we are. It's our, um, we are, um, we are a soul having a human experience at this point. It's a very trite way to say it, but we're we are energetically a soul. And if we are not um, balancing out the energy of our body, we're not be we're not going to be able to hear our intuition, be able to live. Th- through our soul, be, be our soul in that body, right? Have our body be the vehicle. So these these physical practices are, are really, really important. Um, and so I would say like for anybody who is dealing with a lot of pain and feeling, I don't mean just physical pain, but emotional pain, or feeling foggy headed all day, and just feeling like they can't move past uh, the struggles that they're dealing with, take care of that physical body, right? Eat different food, eat whole foods, drink more water, get out into nature, do grounding practices, meditation. You don't have to call it meditation if you don't want to. I call it getting quiet, just really being able to sit with yourself. However, you know, you you can want to do that, whether it's gardening, golfing, whatever it is. Um, There are so many ways of really, it's, it's aligning our body and 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 feeling into what needs to come up and get out
0: right yeah that is such good practical advice victoria thank you uh, it just it's it's it feels so basic it might sound so basic but it's so so
1: powerful we forget and it's easy i don't blame anybody i don't blame myself yeah, yeah we, no judgments <laughs> it's crazy There are too many pressures in this life. And I think the pressures are getting greater. Um, And it's really easy to forget ourselves and to forget what's important to us, especially when now we're adults and we don't have parents looking out for us if we ever did, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) yes. And so even at that point, you know, for anybody who really never had that support and you have to learn it all over again give yourself grace, you know, give yourself grace and forgive yourself. That I feel like is a really important practice, because when you can give yourself grace and forgiveness, then you can do it for others, but if you're not doing it for yourself, it it becomes really difficult to expect yourself to do that so uh-huh. and, yeah and that's where shame comes in and that's a whole other story Oh yeah yeah, the
0: whole the yeah. lowest vibrating energy out there oh, right? and shame oh, and guilt oh so you want to you want to help people walk through and not go there yeah. so or stick go there if they have for a moment just so that they can pop back up and release it So, so, so important, Victoria. Thank you so much. Now, if somebody is really interested in reaching out to you, how can they, how can they find you?
1: So I have a website called Dear Intuition. You could look for me at dearintuition.com. You could look for me. I hang out on Instagram a lot. So my IG handle is Victoria.Fontana. And so, yeah, that's, i would say instagram and for now the website until i uh yeah until I say i don't want to pay for it anymore yeah. <laughs> and I'll try, i would say instagram is number yeah. one <laughs> okay well that is wonderful and i really
0: hope that somebody reaches out to you and gets uh you know a little bit of this goodness that we've shared and you know maybe they're looking for uh, an accountability partner to help them with uh taking a look at their own patterns and helping
1: them absolutely you no know, get rid of that so thank you so much victoria You're welcome
0: this was fun thank you hi it's debbie hey i wanted to share a group that i joined um earlier this year called polka dot power house it's a way to get to know people in person right i don't know about you but after Spending so much time alone last year, the beginning of this year, I was really seeking an in-person way to meet like-minded professional women. And so I kind of stumbled upon uh, the Polka Dot Sisterhood and I joined as a member and I absolutely love it. It's a very uplifting way of women supporting each other, empowering, collaboration as we get to know each other as people and as professionals uh, in networking and sharing our services with each other. I'm part of the Carson City, Nevada branch, and if you're interested in joining us, you can go to Polka Dot Powerhouse. It's P O L K A D O T. P O W E R H O U S E dot com and let them know that you're interested in going to a meeting and let them know it's from hearing this on my Light Up Your Worth podcast. And I'm Debbie McAllister. Thanks. See you soon. Hi, this is Debbie and this is Light Up Your Worth. So happy that you made your way here. My interview today is with Christine Bronco, and Christine is the owner of Gaia's Gallery in San Luis Obispo, California, a beautiful store that I kind of stumbled upon, literally, and her and I uh, talked through that in our discussion. So we talked through finding your soul family, these heart-to-heart connections that we had. Uh, We go into making decisions with intuition, the power of manifestation, really the magics of feathers, and some very, very helpful tips on how to select your first crystal or ongoing really on any types of crystals. So if you haven't already done it, I would just absolutely love if you would subscribe, share the podcast with a friend who could benefit from this. And then if you so feel called to leave me a review. So thanks for being here, and I can't wait to hear what you have to say uh, about our episode. Take care. Sending sunshine.